<laughs> this is a very special episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that sucked and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. It's ABC featuring the VIPs of SBTV. Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four or just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phasers to download a rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told. Grab yourself a drink and let's unload In a very special episode Hello and welcome to a very special episode podcast Where we review TV shows about nothing except disrespecting cultural symbols (laughs) I'm David Bittenhofer and the person who thinks stadium food doesn't count as real food is Austin Gorton (laughs) <laughs> I had a feeling it was going to be you who took that one. <laughs> and the person who loves to tell good zingers while watching a movie is... Carolyn Maine. And the person who care- carelessly mixes sparklers and flags is... Oh, yeah, that would be me, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that all kind of worked out well. That, that... Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, Ryan, you know, he's really known for his uh, sparkler mishaps. I always, I always go last... When it's just a jump in, and I'm always just like waiting, like what's what's it gonna be? <laughs> um, this is our final fan poll episode, which our poll ended up being what bad episodes of good shows. Yeah. Today we're You're reviewing good shows. <laughs> shows. Today we're reviewing Seinfeld season nine, episode twenty, The Puerto Rican Day. Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer are coming back early from a Mets game when they get stuck in traffic caused by the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Hilarity ensues. (laughs) I don't know. That's how Seinfeld plots go. They're not (laughs) very deep. Uh, So, Austin. Yeah. What's your relationship with Seinfeld? Specifically Jerry Seinfeld and that torrid love affair you had. When Austin was 16... Tell yeah. us about your relationship Jerry, with Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry broke, <laughs> my, broke my heart, and I've been the same since. Uh, I can't enjoy stand-up comedy because it just makes you think of him. Um, this was the first episode of Seinfeld I have ever seen. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so I, I missed the book. I, I think because it started, because it started in like '89. Like we think of it as a as a '90s show, but it sneaked in in the late '80s there, and, uh, and I just think that was still when I was young enough that I more or less, unless it was like a cartoon or a kid show or something, pretty much was watching what my parents were watching. And I just don't think my parents ever got into Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it became like a cultural phenomenon, I was anal retentive enough to be like, "Well, I haven't watched it from the beginning, so I'm not going to watch it now." 
<laughs> even though this is definitely even though this is show definitely like, a show that you can just jump right into because its <laughs> whole point is that it's pointless. Um, and then it and then so then it became a thing where like everyone loves Seinfeld, but I've never seen Seinfeld, and so it kind of became like a part of my identity that I was like the oh. guy that had never seen Seinfeld. Uh. Um, and I've also never been a terribly big fan of Jerry Seinfeld on his own, like as a yeah. as a comedian. He just sort of strikes me as like the lazy kind of observational stand-up comedian where it's just like what's the deal with this thing that seems kind of odd that's a joke (laughs) isn't it (laughs) (laughs) how many jerry seinfeld stand-ups have you actually seen i don't know like one or two (laughs) really austin seems like he ended up on the right side of history on this one (laughs) like i have become weary of jerry over his career Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he we've talked about how comedians have a tendency to age poorly, and he is one of the comedians that has. Uh, And play characters that have their own names. Yeah, Yeah. that's true, too. It's much more common than I thought. He's not an actor at all. Like, he has never, ever attempted to be any kind of an actor, and he's just like, I'm going to be myself on this show and never (laughs) act in anything else ever again. What about when he acted like a bee? Oh, that's true. (laughs) I will tell you that, that the, the yeah. one member of the Seinfeld cast who I who I've come to love, despite having not watched Seinfeld, is, is Kramer. After you saw him give that racist speech, oh, we already yeah. got there. Ding! Is, uh, is Julia Louis Dreyfus? That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. National she's great. treasure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch Veep? Everyone loves oh, her from yeah. Veep now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's that might almost be enough to get me to watch to go back and watch Seinfeld just to see Julie Louis Dreyfus doing her thing. She's really yeah. working it. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Carol. Yeah. Um. Unlike Austin, Austin with his many strange holes culturally. <laughs> Austin <laughs> with his many strange holes <laughs> needing to be pounded. With Puerto yeah, Rican fill. spice. Yeah, filled. we need to fill these holes. <laughs> right? We got stuff. That's what we're doing. <laughs> um, I watched plenty of Seinfeld, even though I was like a seven-year-old girl. I don't know why, <laughs> but I did. Um, and I watched it a lot. And yeah, let's see. Me and my household were like kind of wondering how much it holds up. And this wouldn't be necessarily the episode to really say that it doesn't hold up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it doesn't. And like I've alluded to, I have become... Weary of Jerry Seinfeld, he did date a 16-year-old girl when he was filming, married her, then she stole somebody's cookbook, and also, I don't know, he just really seems like a huge asshole these days, too. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Has he, like, said stuff that I don't know about, or? Yeah, he, like, is one of those uh, classic old-timey bitchy comedians who likes to, like, say, children or students, adult youths at college can't like uh, be selected about what kind of comedy they like. He says in like yeah. a really bitchy way. Yeah, he just says you know, people are too sensitive now to uh, too PC for comedy now. Because he tried he to make a, a little limpress joke and then he got yeah. pissed when people didn't just laugh for him. It wasn't the most <laughs> offensive like gay joke and I think it's just people were like, eh, that's kind of not funny anymore and yeah. a little offensive. And he didn't like the fact that people didn't think it was funny anymore, you know? Right. Yeah, he's full and cranky old man yells Mm -hmm. at Cloud Town. What's the deal with that guy who's different than me? I can't just get away with pointing that out and getting a laugh anymore. What happened in 1993? (laughs) 
<laughs> you guys are a dragon. Let's see your Seinfelds, bitches. Come on. Get on the field. What's the deal with shoelaces? <laughs> there you go. There you go, Ryan. Uh, you ever notice? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carol. Yeah. Did you ever notice? Yeah, I've noticed. That was my Seinfeld impression. That's great, buddy. That wasn't yeah. that wasn't Jerry Seinfeld in my room for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That you was know, Seinfeld me. kind of reminds me of Haley Mills. How? Explain, <laughs> explain further. The voice acting that we just yeah. heard oh, yeah, sounded right. a lot like Haley Mills on the phone. Like, yeah, like that time yeah, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, like, once Ryan gets into character, you have no idea <laughs> it's Ryan. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> that's a callback from our Saved by the Bell review days. Uh, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, what's your relationship with Seinfeld? Um, I like Seinfeld. I'm not going to shit on it like a whole bunch of you assholes. Because um, <laughs> uh, I don't care if he's old and cranky now, whatever. I watch a little bit of that Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and sometimes it's really funny, Like depending on who's on it. I've actually heard good things about that. I mean, and let's I be clear seen... here. He might be old and cranky, but as far as we know at this point in time, he's still not like a serial sex predator, so he's got a no. lot of other well, legacy just... comedians. Yeah, that teenage girl shit's weird. Did you just guys just one statutory? What's the deal? Just, just, just one statutory. Um, did you guys see when he wouldn't hug Kesha? Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Also, somebody is suing him for comedians in cars getting coffee because they alleged that they had the idea first and that Seinfeld stole it. Oh, I'm sure Seinfeld stole their idea. I mean, he probably did. He stole a fucking cookbook for his wife and then called out this lady they stole from on Oprah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about fucking Jerry the Bitch Seinfeld. I like, I like the random facts about Seinfeld that Carol knows. Yeah, Thank and they're you. all... <laughs> well, I watched a lot of Oprah and Seinfeld was a super bitch on it. On Oprah? Yes. I know. A lot of people are. on Oprah. A lot of men just don't think about Oprah, but there's a lot. All right. (laughs) Anyways. Um, I thought it was fair that he wouldn't hug Kesha, though. I didn't. Sure. Because he doesn't even know who she is, and he just isn't going to hug people who come up to him, you know? Yeah, I'm actually fine with that one. Yeah. I thought that was, he shouldn't have gotten any shit for that. Um, anyway, I like the show. I wasn't a huge watcher of it. Like, I've, I'm sure there's episodes of Seinfeld I haven't seen. I've seen it in syndication. I like it because it's, um, kind of formal or, like, structural. Like, that there's a mm-hmm. structure to Seinfeld and that there's a lot of attention to detail uh, and recurring things. Like, even a buddy of mine had all the DVDs and he loaned me, like, at least one season a couple of years ago and I would put them on while I was working. Like, and if you watch them all in a row, like if you watch a season all together, there's all this shit like weaving throughout. Yeah. Uh, like people will have an interaction with someone in like the third episode and then they'll come back in like the eighth episode and they'll reference well, it and it'll affect a situation. Uh, and I never knew that about the show. Even this episode had of that had one of those. Did it? Yeah, there's recurring characters. Yeah. But I remember, like, when it was on in syndication, I would watch it every day. Like, I didn't feel like I could watch it every day. Because the p- characters are dicks. <laughs> yeah. And it starts to kind of wear on you, I feel like, if you watch a ton of it in sure. a row. But overall, I really like Seinfeld. I think it's really good. 
I do have to give it props because the characters are dicks. It is kind of like the proto always sunny, which is one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, yeah. It kind of ushered in that age yeah. of like just the sitcoms of just people being bad, selfish, a hole. Pure. And so, to be fair to Carolyn's choice, I guess there's an argument that could be made that, like the Soprano, Seinfeld helped usher in the age of Trump as well. Yeah. yeah. By, by, normali- by normalizing sitcoms. jerks and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all that Jersey heat. There's a lot <laughs> going on. It's all Jersey. <laughs> I think it's interesting too how, like, a lot of times to me, a good show over time, it's because like the characters grow and change, like a show like Cheers mm-hmm. or something. And this show, like, they like go out of their way for the characters yeah. to not. They don't even really have like character arcs or anything. They're just like doing stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, and well, that's where the season finale got into. Like, fans hated it because I. Like, Partially because they didn't realize that the characters weren't good people. Yeah. yeah. And so they get, because they literally get put on trial for how bad they are. And yeah. people didn't like that, I guess. I mean, well, and it wasn't the funniest ending. Sucks, and you can dude. criticize it for that. But I think a lot of people are just like, why are you like making these people out to be bad? And I'm like, they've been bad the entire time. <laughs> but it was also a clip show with yeah. no warning. I remember, dude, I watched it when it aired. It was bad. Oh, yeah. I remember like at the first commercial break being like, what the fuck is going on? And then it just yeah. never got any better. Anyway, so uh, what is the story of this episode? I never heard well, about this or anything. I was going to go over my relationship. And yeah. Then oh, yeah. Well, nobody cares. Just tell us about <laughs> the episode. <laughs> so... Well, first of all, I I love Seinfeld. I find it hilarious. I have found myself, like, when it first came out, I would watch it a lot, like, first run, and then I watched it a lot in syndication, and I felt like I knew a lot of people who liked it, and now suddenly I just find myself surrounded by people who hate Seinfeld. Just straight up haters. Yeah, 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 just straight up. Like, everybody I know just does not like Seinfeld, and I feel, like, alone in an island, except me and, like, my boss. I was going to say, to be fair, David, we do work together three days a week. So that I know, work. but I also live with somebody who's like Seinfeld. That's stupid, and I'm like, huh. eh. and then there's such a well. What's funny about it? And it's, I think actually you kind of said something last uh, episode, Ryan, regarding I think it was Parks and Rec, maybe that kind of applies to Seinfeld too, which is like part of what makes it funny is once you get to know the characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, once you understand their tendencies and how they interact with each other, it's just funny seeing them put in situations yeah. and seeing that work itself out. Because you mm-hmm. know, because you see it and you know how they're going to react, but then you see it and it's still funny how they'll egg each other on. And, like, one George will get some anxiety about something, so naturally Jerry will just, like, make him more anxious about it and more mm-hmm. scared of something. And well, that's funny. Their performances are really strong on Seinfeld, yes. too, I would say. Like, and it's interesting because... This is like Jerry Seinfeld's only real non-stage performance thing. Mm-hmm. And then Julia Louis-Dreyfus, we can all agree, is amazing in everything. Right. Yeah. But those other two dudes, it's like they they dialed into this thing in a way that they never achieved with anything else. Like both those mm-hmm. guys, this is like by far the most amazing thing they've done. And they're so, yeah. I would say they're both really good in this. Yeah. And... And I also like the way the plots, like, you, you see it over the season, but, like, just in every episode, you'll have all the separate plots that just elegantly usually come together. Yeah. And, and yeah. just seeing that happen is humorous, too, usually. And then, and they'll also come together thematically, too. Yeah. Which is, and it's just all very interesting and smart and then funny, too. But 
it's hard to just be like, oh, here's a funny line, even though this episode does have a line that I thought thought was very funny, just on its own. That's because you're racist. Uh, no, that's later. Well, that's where we get to this episode, and we call it a bad episode, but frankly, I didn't know, because I've never seen this episode. Ooh, and you're a Super Seinfeld fan. Yeah. Lonely, lonely Seinfeld fan. Well, because it's known, uh, just spoiler alert or whatever, it's known for the fact that the Puerto Rican flag gets burned near okay. the end, and that caused an outrage amongst Puerto Ricans. Hmm. Which we can discuss more later, but so then basically this was only aired in first run and then was taken out of syndication for a very long time, although apparently now it's back in syndication is what I saw. And so just because of that, I'd never seen it and I heard it was kind of offensive. And you also, this is the second to last episode of the entire series. Oh, is it? What? Yeah. Oh, wow. And you can kind of tell that this is late Seinfeld. It's not necessarily on its game as much as uh, yeah. it, the when it's in its prime. I think there's one episode after this, and then the finale. Yeah, wow. but I think it's like the, the two-parter, I thought. Well, that's right, because the finale is a two-parter, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I don't think this had any... I think it was already planned to be canceled, so it's not like this controversy caused it to, but it's like you made it this far without a big controversy, and then you're like... Fuck it yeah. up right at the end. It wasn't that's canceled. What... They they quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what we should do. We should fuck it up right at the end, guys. Let's plan <laughs> yeah. our last episode. <laughs> right at the end. Did we do episode. that already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when haven't we been fucking this up? <laughs> that's what we should do right at the end. Is like do a really good job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That'll be it for us. That'll show them. Yeah. So, and so I guess I could argue, I mean, I don't know if this is the worst Seinfeld episode ever, if you take out the controversy, but uh, it's not one of the best. Like, it's still not like a great episode of Seinfeld, though. And But it, it's late season, and I think they're... And this is when Larry David is left, too, I believe. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, think... I didn't see his name anywhere in the credits. That would make sense. This huh. is extra spice. Yeah. That's what makes it good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he left for the last season, I think, was okay. without him. It's interesting because I feel like the going too far thing is kind of a Larry David. Like, if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I haven't watched a lot, but it sort of does that too, where it's like, all right, you went a little too far with your shocking misunderstanding, you know? Like, oh, he's stomping on the burning Puerto Rican flag, or like... Yeah, and I just wonder, we could get to it near the end, but I do wonder how much they realized how shocking they thought it was or maybe they didn't think it was going to be as big a deal as it was like i don't know i didn't take it as like shock humor there but it still ended up offending people obviously. i didn't know what was going to happen like i didn't know oh, yeah. why i i saw it was the puerto rican day parade and i was yeah. like oh boy <laughs> what am i about to see and then uh so i was i would say a little underwhelmed i guess by this um, yeah, yeah, it's not that offensive. There is this part where you feel like there's these people celebrating their culture, and then to the characters, it's just an inconvenience. And, uh-huh. Yeah, but you know what? If you live in New York, dude, there's a lot of cultural parades. <laughs> I knew this was coming from you, Ryan, dude. <laughs> it's true. There just are. And also, not that, uh, obviously, I'm not the, the Seinfeld aficionado, but I feel like that is certainly with my understanding of the main characters that yeah, they yeah. would be, yes, like, yes. they would be people who would be just bothered by being 
put out by this parade, not because they're racially insensitive, but just because they're deeply self-centered and they are now being inconvenienced. But, I mean, to be fair, I think it's just kind of a New York... A lot of people who've lived in New York can relate to, like, oh, yeah, the fucking parade blocking everything for a whole... I mean, it's just a thing that happens, you know? I I was kind of surprised that that Jerry even had a car, because my stereotypical understanding of New Yorkers, like, especially ones downtown, like, they just don't even have cars. Yeah. It was really strange seeing them in the car. It's a very rare thing, and I don't remember, David, does Jerry usually have a car? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has a car. There's a parking lot episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one's really good. There's an episode where... I think George has a car, too. I know, like, Kramer doesn't, and Elaine might not. But George bought uh, John Voight's car. But then, then of course, finds out that (laughs) it's the... uh, they find like a car manual and it's signed by John Voigt and then they're like, Well, this isn't how you spell Voigt's last name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he forgot how to spell his last name. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh so and then there's an episode where he wants a good parking spot in front of Jerry's building and then he gets stuck with somebody else who's pulling him at the same time, and that's the entire episode of the etiquette of parking, but uh and then there's the B.O. in the car one. Yes, yes. He tries to get rid of his car because it has too much B.O. in it. Because and... his valet has B.O. and parks his yeah. car and just, like, the car is ruined. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and a thief won't even steal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get some... Uh, it starts off with uh, Jerry driving in some bad green screen uh, highway driving. or No, that was the real the highway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you really felt. Location. <laughs> uh, they're coming back from a Mets baseball game, and they are discussing stadium food and how that doesn't count as real food. So you have to have dinner after eating that. And I just wanted Austin's thought on that. Uh, this is that was probably my favorite part of the whole episode. That was that was like the I'm like this seems like a like a Seinfeldism where they like discuss the rules of some like relatively minor idiosyncratic behavior and make a big deal out mm-hmm. of it and i just i totally believe that like i agree that ballpark food like that doesn't really count like you, you can eat, <laughs> you eat whatever you want at the ballpark but it's not as satisfying as like sitting down and having a meal afterwards austin's the george <laughs> this when it comes to ballpark food like a hot dog a hot dog's not a meal come on that's just in between it's just a snack it is exactly it's a snack snack dog I knew you wouldn't disappoint us. Uh, <laughs> so then there is a altercation with a guy on the road where Jerry cuts him off. And and yeah, that's not going to bite him in the butt, right? Which ends with uh, Kramer and Elaine deciding to moon the driver. Which... I got a little nervous, you guys, because Michael Richards was really close to a black guy. Oh, oh yeah. man. Uh what was a bigger race crime? When Jerry cut this guy off or when Buffy took the black lady's sandwich? <laughs> Definitely the sandwich. <laughs> Definitely. Because I was like, now nah, this is, they just cast a black guy in this role. Like, there's nothing racially charged. I thought they did a pretty good job of making it seem yeah. like just two, yeah. two men, you know? Right. But when, yeah. when Buffy took that <laughs> poor young woman's sandwich... <laughs> It was like, there's no way you could be in that room and not be like, that was racist. <laughs> well, it's like, even if Buffy was like, I wasn't thinking about race, it's like, well, you should have been. 
That's true. That's you true, Buffy. Just, Come on. Take, take a white girl's sandwich <laughs> if you want to just take someone's sandwich, you know? Get in less trouble. Rightly so. <laughs> uh, after the opening credits, uh, the, or break, whatever, they talk about, George starts talking about the movie he just saw, Blimp, the Hindenburg <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact that it's like a epic disaster film yeah. named Blimp. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a funny bit. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny. It's also just really lazy, though, for sure. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of movies at that time, like Everest, yeah. or like they all were like I don't know. It was a good play on that trope. I thought. Yeah, <laughs> they've got good movie titles in Seinfeld too, like uh, Prognosis Negative. And- yeah, <laughs> you know what? I would have called the Hindenburg movie though. What's that? What? Oh, the humanity. Yeah, that would have been my title too. Yeah, but that's not as funny as Blimp. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is trivializing a fairly poignant statement. Yeah. yeah. I remember my grandparents got mad at the JFK Seinfeld episode. That's one of the classic uh, Seinfeld episodes. Is the JFK one? Right. I guess they We're... didn't like it because their president got shot. Where Keith Hernandez tries to figure out who spit on him, Kramer, <laughs> Kramer or uh, I'm not saying that Newman. Right. Newman, Newman, Newman. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "Is was there a second spitter?" Anyways, <laughs> wouldn't it be terrible if a president got shot in our lifetime, guys? Oh it would be boy, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so sad. So got, I'm over here silent. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. So then we, <laughs> yeah. so then we got some like awesome file footage of a parade. That was uh, Yeah, awesome. well, I was just going to say that George's whole story about Blimp, the Hindenburg story, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. was that uh, after all the carnage and wreckage of the Blimp, <laughs> of the titular Blimp going down, he said... Anyway, right in the middle, the ship blows up, burning debris, bodies falling... And then just as this eerie silence settles over the airfield, I yelled out, That's gotta hurt! The place went nuts. <laughs> not even a good line. No, not at all. It's a terrible line. <laughs> and he said the entire theater laughed, and yeah. I'm just like, is this an unreliable narrator yeah. thing going uh, on, or no, what's going on? David, based on what we see happen later <laughs> in the theater, I believe, I believe that he is 100% a reliable narrator. And that they just must be pumping some sort of, like, laughing gas. That yeah, I do not like this universe and how they treat the theater. Dude. I know, no, it's like, I would hate both George and the other guy we're going to find out. Yeah. But usually Seinfeld doesn't engage in this much absurdism, and it's just kind of weird to me. Well, it's like, the last season, you know. That's I know. A common it's thing just something shows. that doesn't even ring true at yeah. all to me. At of, all, like, yeah. Like, you make like a joke during a movie, especially like a movie that would be serious like this. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a bad movie, it's just most people are going to be annoyed with you. Right? Yeah, I think it's like the movie theater. It's arbitrary what the premise is. It's more about like being a competitive. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know? I know. Like I thought it worked. Like how everyone thinks the other guy is so funny. It was like very yeah, unrealistic, but it's funny as a bit in relation to his character. Yeah, and the way it plays off if he thinks of himself as a comedian like Jerry now. And I, I think my favorite Seinfeld bit ever, and my buddy Dan, who loaned me those DVDs, like, we, like, text this to each other all the time. 
is where he's eating the seafood and the guy's like the ocean called they're running out of fish <laughs> yeah and then he's like thinks of a comeback later and then he, goes and he to, has like, to set the whole thing up again he, like, so he sets can... it up so he can say this comeback that's not even any good he's like <laughs> the jerk good. store called they're running out of you yeah it's <laughs> pretty good jerk uh... store. i would go to the jerk store and then he's you're sold out you're their best seller yeah but he's like he's like eating this huge like bucket of fish (laughs) it's so funny oh it's hilarious to me all right anyways austin that's what good seinfeld is like don't worry about it yeah yeah kind of like when george wanted to be nicknamed t-bone so then he like kept ordering t-bones and eating them open Anyways, uh, yeah, Seinfeld and company get caught up in the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade, and they can't get across Fifth Avenue, I think it is, and then uh, then they tell Jerry to inch over to get to the uh, one-way street, but I'm not even sure how he has room to inch over, but then he apparently does. But uh, Oh, and I like the part where they're like, this guy's giving me the stare ahead. I, I hate that shit when people do that, where they're just like, I'm just going to act like I don't see you. Yeah. I just won't look at you. <laughs> I hate that. I do it all the time. Yeah, he does <laughs> This guy's giving me the stare ahead. Stare ahead. I hate that. I use it all the time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Everyone does. <laughs> Myself included. Yeah, that's the guy he cut off, right? Who was doing the stare? No, no. no that's another guy, and Elaine used her feminine wiles to get him to let them get in. Yeah, just trying to get in. Yeah. And then, of course, naturally, the guy they cut off ends up being the last guy they need to get by, and he's not going to let Jerry cut in. So so then, first Elaine bails, which is kind of fun. She's like, I've been trying ten years to get rid of you guys. <laughs> Alright, I think I know where this is going, and I am going somewhere else. You can't do that. You can't just leave the group. I've been trying to leave this group for ten years. Vaya con Dios. That's right. I was like, oh, God bless you, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. And she has. That's a good callback. Yeah. You're my favorite. That's pretty good. <laughs> and so she leaves, and then George decides to go see Blimp again to see he was And this is probably after the, after the stadium discussion. This is my second favorite George moment where he's like, mm-hmm. where, where Seinfeld's like, that's not what I do. And he's like, isn't it? Well, where you go? The movies. Blimp is playing right there. You're going to that again? Why, just to do that stupid line? It's a performance, Jerry. Like what you do. That's not what I do. Isn't it? Maybe a little. <laughs> ah, hell, I guess it is. It is, that is. You just make lame jokes that aren't that funny. <laughs> Which then sets up what happens later, but, uh... So then Elaine goes into a taxi, and then the taxi's going slow, so she thinks she can walk faster than the taxi, which ends in predictable results. Of yeah. Every time she gets out of the taxi, it starts driving off. And it's again. almost like she doesn't know she's in a seatbelt. Yeah, exactly. One thing I gotta say, especially about Elaine's situation throughout this one, is I was like, why don't you just take the subway? Yeah, yeah, yeah I have that too. Yeah, that's a New Yorker, you think of that. Well, I was just thinking of, like, well, if Jerry's stuck, how is the taxi going to be any better? But uh, It's like a few blocks out of the jam, you know? Maybe, yeah. She's not so smart with that, but at least she keeps giving him money every time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So then George goes to the movies, sits <laughs> down next to some ladies, fetching ladies, and he's ready to uh, wow them with his jokes. But then apparently somebody's using a laser pointer on the movie screen, and everyone's losing their shit over the laser pointer. Like, they which is one like of the most it. annoying things out there. I cannot emphasize enough how much <laughs> everyone in this theater thinks this laser pointer is the fucking funniest thing <laughs> in the history of laughter. Also, it's so bizarre. This is from a real time in history, a brief moment. Yeah, except, except people had were sporting laser pointers. Except yeah. there was no some one. asshole at the movies yeah. who thought, yeah. Except no yeah. one during that brief moment was ever like, yeah, that guy's got a laser pointer. No, everyone's like, fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Nobody likes laser pointer guy. No, yeah. and I remember like you would yeah. go and someone would be doing it like during the previews, and you'd be like, oh god damn it, like yeah, yeah. So then we go back to the car and then kramer comes up with some insane plan for jerry to just to leave his car but it involves taking the license plate off and filing off the serial number (laughs) (laughs) and jerry's like really thinking about it for a second yeah no he was was, was, like he had had this whole like what about your deductible when you've already paid a deductible and yeah He's like, but you already have the deductible in his car. Even I was getting it. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't quite follow where Kramer was going with that. And then I'm like, maybe it is a smart plan. Uh, but then, yeah, eventually Jerry's like, I can't leave my car. So that goes back. And then we go back to the theater where the ladies next to George are simply desperate and horny for just a funny man. They don't even care about looks or hair. Yeah. <laughs> What theater is this? Is this like a special heckle screening <laughs> of a blimp disastrophe? Carol, this is where I wrote down that this theater is just as bad as the two shots in a scream theater. Uh, yeah. Two shots in a scream. <laughs> is that like the folding chair theater? Yeah, the folding yeah. chair mm-hmm. theater. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where one time that lady, that lady biffed it in those heels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there's also a part where well, George goes out to the concessions and then the guy yeah. is there and he tries to convince him yeah, not that's to I, use his laser pointer during his line. Like, is, is this like is this like performance art during a movie? Like a legitimate thing <laughs> was happening in 98 that I wasn't aware of? Yeah, it was like slam poetry, except you take a laser pointer into a theater. Yeah. You just put them on their boobs to make nipples, you know? <laughs> just. I, not I just. That's always good. Oh, yeah. Down. I wanted to take this movie theater opportunity to bring up Movie Pass. <laughs> oh shit! Bruh, bruh. Uh, not because you might think I'm doing that because it sponsors our show, but actually <laughs> they couldn't if they wanted to because <laughs> they ran out of money. Because <laughs> um, they had a plan, which was just let's give people money and keep giving them money, and then all like, suddenly we can't make money because we our business plan was always losing money. Here's our business plan. Spend more money than we make. <laughs> yes. Someone wrote some big thing online. I have Movie Pass, and it this is you know come out in a couple weeks, but uh, and it's starting to work again a limited amount, which is I'll still use it as much as I can. But um, and then there was um, but there was a a couple of days where you just couldn't use it for anything. Like I saw yeah. I saw a Gus Van Zant movie, and it couldn't use work. <laughs> so. <laughs> um it's definitely not a blockbuster film yeah but um yeah as soon as i signed up for it i was like this is not gonna last there there's 
there's someone was like, I was reading some analysis of it, and I was like, they're just spending more money than they make. Like, I spent ninety dollars for a year, and I've spent like three hundred dollars of their money. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's it. Yeah, I thought they had something else going on this whole time. I didn't know that it was just they were buying all those tickets at cost. I thought yeah. it was some kind of fucking sweetheart backdoor deal. But no, it's just a fucking gaping opening and they're hemorrhaging money. And Ryan's <laughs> yeah. going to see the movies eight times in a row and eating a huge burger. It's been yeah, awesome. I, I, <laughs> I thought they came up with a deal with like the theaters where it's like, yeah. Well, We'll get discounted tickets, like, you know, whatever. But then we get people into your theater who are going to buy concessions in the right. theater. Thought just getting butts in the seat would be the way. But it turns out they're just, like, playing full price for all the tickets that the theater's yeah. charging. <laughs> they are. And I don't know. Uh, the business plan had something to do with, like, get enough people and then it becomes a necessity or something. I think like, they were going to, they were doing a bad model to get members, and they did. But yeah. uh, I think they ran out of money before they could start to really fuck with the system, you know? Just reminds me of when the Krusty Burger did the Olympic <laughs> <remote. laughs> <laughs> picture. Some, like, movie pass executive smoking a cigarette, complaining about being fired. Oh, no. I got an Scary email me. today that was an apology from the CEO of MoviePass. <laughs> what did he say he said for? He was like, sorry, your MoviePass wasn't working. <laughs> Well, you should write to him and tell him you're sorry for exploiting him. I'm not sorry. I'm going to keep it. doing it as much as I can. Speaking okay. of, uh, now, we're on a, now we're really on a tangent, but uh, <laughs> speaking of emails from CEOs, I got a delightful email <laughs> oh, from the, uh, the CEO of Papa John's assuring me that not all of their employees are deeply racist. Well, I don't even N-word, know what that one's N-word. About. Look at, they're all a bunch of N-words, said uh, said Papa, Papa John, John and, and Kramer. Kramer well, said heard, it as well. Is that what he said? I heard he said, uh, he was like, why do I have to take sensitivity training? Uh, Colonel Sanders called black people N-words, and, but didn't use the N-word. And I thought that's what he said. I don't know. Papa John is a real guy and he said that? Yeah, dude. Yes. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, double bad news for you. Because it's like, if something racist happens, like when a, a racist thing happened in a Starbucks, I'm like, that's not like right, that's not every st- Starbucks' yeah. fault. This, this, is, the, yeah. this like, is the guy for whom the chain is literally named. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. then you're like, no, that's the root. <laughs> that's the root of the whole business. So you have to not support that. But he's now no longer there, but now he's suing Papa John's to get back in. Papa John is suing Papa John's, basically. That's he did. awesome. <laughs> he's part of Papa John's. You guys, all we talk about is, like, people's personal business and things they've done wrong. <laughs> it's like, hey, have you ever watched Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld said something shitty. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all we care about anymore. It's terrible. We're dissecting culture. And True. And it's just the time to dismantle a lot of great old institutions. You did. You did bring up the crucial B-movie element. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never forget. Hashtag fucking B-movie, I guess. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. George tries his line out. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> and everyone just is like, oh, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> and uh, nobody laughs at it. Cause, but then laser pointer guy fires up the laser pointer again. <laughs> and everyone fucking loses it. <laughs> It's gotta hurt!
razor stick. You're just a prop comic. Where's the craft? Look, it's on the bald guy. <laughs> I am so glad we came to the showing. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I think it's really funny. <laughs> we go back to the car and... Kramer has negotiated with the guy who cut off, or who Jerry cut off, uh, how to negotiate with him to let Jerry through, provided Jerry gives him an I'm sorry wave. Okay, here's the deal. He wants you to acknowledge that you cut him off with an I'm sorry wave. What's that? Raise the hand, lower the head. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The buttons are really big on the car. I don't understand it. I haven't read the manual. You get my drink. <laughs> okay. I loved that because it was like <laughs> it was like the rules of car drivers. Yeah, know? it was like, like deconstructing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Like if to... you offended the driver, you have to do this in your interaction. You know what my new thing as a person who drives that I hate so much is? And I just want to feel understood. Yeah. Is yeah. when you're driving... And someone's crossing the street in front of you, and they're crossing illegally, like they're in the middle of the street or whatever the fuck, and they're walking slow, Mm -hmm. and they never, ever even look in your direction even one time. To give you you the sort of, like, furry of, like, oh, sorry, I I, I shouldn't be here, I'll I'll be done in a minute. Or even just to give a fuck if their life is in danger. It's like, how much do you not care about anything that you're just ambling out into the street like an idiot and not even looking at oncoming traffic? Like, It's oh. definitely like a power move. I usually see like teenagers do it and they're like flexing. You know, if you get if you get too old in your mid-twenties and you're still doing that move, maybe uh, try to be a polite citizen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if someone was like, ugh, ugh, and they ran past me and they were crossing illegally, I wouldn't give a fuck. It's that they don't yeah. even acknowledge your existence for one well, second. Yeah, yeah. A, to be nice, you should at least attempt to look like you're hurrying it up if you're crossing legally, like, to get it by you. But even then, as you point out, the people who don't even look, I just can't even relate to, like... How can you not look to see if someone a car is about to barrel in? Yeah, and I'm like, I had to stop my car to not kill you with my car by accident because you were doing something wrong. Can you at least acknowledge that I just like spared your life with my destructive vehicle? I don't know. That's all. We're turning this into our own Seinfeld episode. (laughs) You ever notice how people cross the street? Yeah, no, don't even look. So they, uh, yeah, so Jerry gives the I'm sorry wave, and but then, of course, gets cocky, and uh, uh, his hubris takes over when, as soon as he gets in front of the guy, he mocks him and says he wasn't <laughs> sorry at all. This was a fake I'm sorry wave. <laughs> <laughs> See you around, Maroon Golf. And by the way, that was an I'm not sorry wave. What was that? I'm glad I cut you off because Black Star rules. So long, jackass. <laughs> Which is just an ultimate dick move, oh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm done by his own jackass. Why is Seinfeld such a bitchy driver? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because as Jerry's trying to get to the road, that he, that would be his outlet out of this uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade mess. Uh, Elaine's taxi comes through, and they get blocked. And then he, George, then Jerry is, of course, then stuck with the guy he just insulted again. 
And Elaine is back stuck with the group, even though she tried to escape them. Yeah, it all comes back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked her line co- about when she's getting out of the cab, and he makes some crack about her having gone to college. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah. apparently there's this whole, like, discussion between them that happened on camera. And she was like, uh-huh. that was my safety school, so don't talk to me about hardship. <laughs> I love the show. Um, <laughs> so then, well, we're getting to my favorite line. Yeah, I think <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> because then George comes back, and he, and then somehow this laser pointer guy is just, like, stalking George now. Yeah, <laughs> I like how he's just off-screen present forever from then on. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a laser pointed at George. And, of course, there's there's jokes about it. But then George gets worried that the laser's gonna end up in his eye, and he's like, This thing can't hurt me, can it? I mean, there's a laser. What if it hits my eye? I don't know. I can't be blind, Jerry. The blind are courageous. Be blind. <laughs> I, I'm like, that might be the funniest thing I've ever heard Jason Alexander say. <laughs> the blind are good. I can't be blind. Uh, the blind are that was a concern about those laser pointers. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I remember that. Was then. Concern. We were going to blind people and take down airplanes with them. Yeah. Did like, either of those George? happen, like, once? No, nah, joke's on the society. All we needed to take down airplanes was box cutters. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. An eight-ounce lotion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that extra ounce of lotion. <laughs> and then, um... Wow. Oh, All also, right. it turned out uh, that... Turned out that laser cutters or laser cutters. <laughs> now laser cutters. What's the deal with laser cutters? <laughs> uh, it turns out that laser pointers are an amazing cat toy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing. So then Elaine is searching for a way out, <laughs> and then she she comes across like bleachers with a bunch of people who also want to cross the street. And then they think they can crawl through the bleachers to get somewhere. So they all decide to end up going under the bleachers after the uh, father gives his okay that it's okay to like. Which I did think was a, spoiler alert, doesn't work out great for them. But I did think that was like a mildly clever workaround where it's like, all these people are blocking away. It's like, well, we could just go underneath these bleachers that are now tall Mm -hmm. enough for a person to walk under and just bypass the entire crowd. Right. I think it's a funny subplot how they like become this, like, <laughs> yeah, this group. Like, of well, it becomes a disaster water. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they become refugees that they would frown upon Puerto Ricans. <laughs> they become the refugees as well. Uh. So then, meanwhile, Kramer has to go to the bathroom <laughs> and decides he has to pretend like he's buying an apartment in order to use that apartment's bathroom. I just thought it was a good bit pretending to be a rich guy who's going to rent an expensive apartment. Yeah, where, yeah, his first thing is he just wants to know where the bathrooms are. He has a, what do you call it, commodes or something? Yeah, he's pretending to be like this like super wealthy mm-hmm. European industrialist. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go back to Elaine, who's under the bleachers with a bunch of people. And then the uh, priest she's with yeah, he has a bad hip, so he can't go on anymore. And he, she's like, no, we're all going through. And he goes, go on without me. And she's, all right. And then she, as she leaves, she says, uh, we're leaving Father O'Gimpy behind. Yeah, that was pretty good, Father O'Gimpy. <laughs> I, like, I can hear you. Yeah. 
And she's getting all this popcorn in her hair because people are eating above her and there's getting juice slopped on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the stuff is falling through the bleachers on top of them, but they're persevering at the moment. Uh, we go back to George, who has decided that uh, sunglasses are the way to go to protect himself from the laser pointer. But then Jerry says that if the light, co- the laser comes through the side, it'll like bounce <laughs> off his lens and start intensifying back and forth, back and forth, which prompts George to freak out again. Um, Kramer comes back from the apartment and talks about the Mets game, which is still going on. And then Jerry finds out about this whole apartment scam and decides he has to go to the apartment to watch the Mets game. And that was where I was confused because Jerry shows up wearing like a totally different shirt than he had <laughs> oh, really? in the car. And I was like, where? And Kramer had like a jacket on. That he didn't have. And glasses. Yeah, I'm like, where, where are these people getting these clothes? Like, it's just funny. <laughs> and at the same point, George thinks he's found the laser pointer guy who I, we never really know where he is. He's just there. You never there. see him again. It's so weird. <laughs> not uh, not and this the is... fact that other people see the laser pointer question if it wasn't all in George's head yeah That's he's like true. this weirdly disaffected guy like when they do show him he's like kind of emotionless yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like what did he say like George is like hey your laser pointer bit's pretty funny he's like the pointer's not funny uh, I'm, I'm funny yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's just broke from the theater I guess to stalk George throughout the Puerto <laughs> Rico parade well he can't get across the street so he has nothing better to do true uh, so then, uh, we find out that Elaine's plan to lead them through the bleachers fails because there's the brick wall that's there, and I guess they didn't see the building there or something? I don't know. No! After all that bleacher work. It seemed like they had been under there for a while. That's true. I think that they went for blocks and blocks like mm-hmm. this. And then I did laugh at, uh, Elaine arguing with that guy, and that ended up with them making out. Yeah, that was good. And then everybody glared at them until they stopped. <laughs> uh, I think that's when they open up the bleacher or whatever, and then they ask to get out, and then the cop won't let them out. So George, I think at this point, finds the laser pointer guy, but it turns out to just be a guy with a pen, and then breaks the pen all over his hand. And then Kramer has... I guess we should have noted that when Kramer came back from the apartment, he had the uh, Puerto Rican flag draped over him. Oh, yeah. Somewhere along the way, he fell in love with Puerto Rican culture. That all all happened off camera. Yeah, that all happened off camera, too. He's been pooping this whole time at that. They're just him and Jerry are taking turns messing up those ladies' bathrooms (laughs) and watching TV. I know, like cats sometimes after they poop they just go crazy and run yeah. around <laughs> and i assume kramer had the same react like he's feeling you know five pounds lighter now and he's and, just, yeah just springing and bouncing around yeah yeah the world's his oyster for That's these like, next four That's hours what and, and uh so then kramer who traditionally does smoke cigars lights it with a sparkler he got but then puts the sparkler in the back of the car, which doesn't seem like a smart place to put it anyways. Right. But the sparkler is on top of the Puerto Rican flag. So wait, real quick, before we get to this, because I mm-hmm. was watching really closely, like, the representation of the parade and yeah. Puerto Rican culture, because I didn't know what was going to make this 
be so offensive to people. No. Okay. Um. So, did you feel like anything was questionable before this? Uh. Well, th- th- it's all largely happening off screen. Yeah. And so, like, the only insensitivity, as I pointed out, was that like this like culture, you know, pride in one's culture is just portrayed as an inconvenience. But at the same time, as we talk about, A, you say in New York, parades are just inconvenient always, and they always yeah. happen. <clears throat> and then beyond that, these are bad. You're not supposed to emulate these people anyways, yeah. so them being selfish jerks about it doesn't register for me. So I, would, I wouldn't say anything really stood out to me as insensitive, yeah. but I don't know if anyone else thinks differently. Are you gonna yeah, no. erase Seamus Ryan? Was there something that stuck out that we should have caught? No, I just um, I don't know. I guess I was just thinking about it, like as I was watching this episode. Yeah, yeah. you're like, what's the big deal? Let's see. What yeah, I was like, what's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal with this episode being racially insensitive? I think it just came down to the flag stamping and burning. I yeah, think. yeah, totally. You think? Yeah, big finale here, yeah. Yeah. Big because... guns. Chekhov's flag, Chekhov's sparkler. Let's go. Kablammy. Sparklers on the flag. Flag starts on fire. The guy in the other car, the golf, I think, is what he's in. Yeah. Starts laughing at Kramer, and then Kramer notices it and grabs it and throws it on the ground and stomps it to stop the fire. Yeah. And this is when every, <laughs> of course, he does this in front of a whole bunch of Puerto Ricans. And then one, two of the people who notice it are the thugs who in previous episodes, I know they at least stole the armoire that Kramer was guarding that uh, contained the soup Nazis recipes. I oh, is that right? Yeah. Because okay. oh. they come by and of course, it's, they're kind of funny because they're like, thieves but they're not like threatening they just kind of come by and say they're gonna take it and then do well and were they like were they like gay stereotypes i couldn't really yeah. tell what they were like what they're they're not explicitly gay like they don't call it out as gay but they certainly act <laughs> well and he had a lisp and let me ask you have you ever mm-hmm. met a person with a lisp that wasn't gay <laughs> good point no, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I just fucked. That's gonna get us. This will be. This will be the bad episode of. Not like we're a good show. Yeah, I mean, the implication <laughs> is that they're two gay guy, and I guess maybe since this is the '90s, part of the humor is the fact that two gay guys would also be tough guys who can steal things. But uh... I don't know. I just couldn't even tell if they were supposed to be gay. That was like my yeah. best guess. But I was really unclear on like what is who are what what's the story of these guys? Yeah, they're just and they don't. I, as far as I know, maybe there's better Seinfeld people out there. They don't have much of a story except they're just thieves. But they and almost like making them like gay helps them be recognizable as opposed to just like standard criminals. True. Yeah, I always notice gay criminals. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them better because they have that extra flair. They're a yeah. festive people. It's true. And so, yeah, so then they're like, who's. They want to know who is. I was about to do an offensive uh, accent in the. Do it! <laughs> no, they want to know. Come who, on, uh, I was offensive. Was Ryan was offensive. Get in, the, get in the game I'm here. Sure, I was offensive. Yeah, come on, David. Nice. Come on, David. 
So they, uh... Come on, David, give us the accent. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, who stopped on the flag? I thought he was even bad, too. Stomped on the flag? Yeah, yeah. And then, so then Kramer has to run away from them, and where does he seek shelter but in the apartment that, uh... Right. I just... They've already gone to, that Jerry's there. Well, so... The si- yeah. Oh, go on. Well, so how offensive is the stomping of the flag? Like, oh, if we want to get into it now, we can. I guess I could hear other people's thoughts. Well, but... I was just going to say that uh, Kramer getting chased by minorities that he's offended seems like a vision of Michael Richards' future there. He's like three episodes oh. removed from that being the most notable thing he's done. Oh, he never right. came back from that. <laughs> been, he was like the OG public shaming. Yeah, he really yeah. Well, yeah. But that was bad, too. Yeah, though. oh, yeah. He, there was no, like... It was bad. There was no yeah. shades of gray he on that one. He was much worse than the Papa John's. He said the N-word, like, a lot more times. Oh, yeah. And there was yeah. even Colonel Sanders ever did. He talked about lynching. Yeah, him, that's too. bad, huh? <laughs> there was not really, like, a way to spin it. <laughs> that redeemed it, you know? I mean, yeah. he, he was just pissed at a guy and was trying to promote, yeah. you know? But it's like, you can't do that, Kramer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like, can't. He could have been like, fuck this guy, he's a piece of shit, and that would have been fine. But yeah. he used racial slurs. In a, <laughs> you can't shout racial slurs. You're fucked if you do it. Like, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> we can... yeah. And he did it over and over. Like, he, there's a lot of time there for him to, like, start walking it back at all. But he just went and kept going. Like. Well, and then he went on Letterman, like, later yeah. in the week. And did well, Jerry statement. Seinfeld brought him on, I yeah. think. Yeah. But, um... And it's, again, it's like the OG public shaming. You can see how mm-hmm. there's no precedent for how to respond to it or anything like that. He's like a pioneer of a new art form. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, Michael Richards. You got one last good get. Because there wasn't even Twitter yet. It was like, there was YouTube. And that was, I think, the first like viral public shaming ever i think it's like he really is a hero (laughs) 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 oh shit i'm sorry but yeah i mean it was one of the worst ones too oh yeah it it was something you get shaped i don't know how you come back from that i don't know if you should come back from that i mean i I mean give opportunities for people to grow and move on and hopefully he's learn something i don't know but yeah but i don't know i mean he has like millions and millions of dollars. yeah i know it's, yeah he's he's got really he's got it. all that uh, weird al uhf money so he's sad i know yeah. <laughs> that is one of my favorite michael so, michael richard awesome. yeah michael richards will always be stanley spadowski to me but or this <laughs> or the serial killer from problem child yeah oh totally oh yeah and also, and also, he'll be an unrepentant racist to me as well. And yeah. and also, whatever the fuck he was in Transylvania three five thousand, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis, also Michael Richards movie with Ed Bagley Jr. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. But anyway, what anyway. about the stomping of the flag? Yeah. Let's stomp that flag. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts on that, Austin? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've gotten myself in trouble enough already. This episode, I loved it. <laughs> no, I can start it. Would you feel more comfortable? Yeah, you start off because I think you and I are probably on the same page of this one, David. I, 
I struggle with this because, shockingly, you might not know this, I'm not Puerto Rican. What? (laughs) (laughs) And I, but, so I can't speak for Puerto Ricans, obviously, but it didn't shock, I mean, it didn't shock me or upset me. Uh, partially because a like the whole setup, none of this was done in malice, like by the character standpoint or anything. You know, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like, even like Kramer was like saying, "I'll show those Puerto Ricans," and then burning their flame yeah. or something. Like this was all set up as a misunderstanding where he accidentally sets it on fire, right. and I get that there's still the visual with that, which would be sensitive. But then also for me, like, flag burning in general just doesn't bother me as it seems yeah. to bother other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah totally. Because, like, to me, like, a flag's just a piece of cloth, and it's like, what's the big whoop? Like, I mean, you could burn the American flag, but in, regardless of politics here, even if I were to get offended by that, I don't find it, I don't see how that's any more offensive than just someone saying America sucks or anything like that, like. It's just a statement, and it's not a kind statement, and you have the right to be upset by it, but I just don't see why it's so beyond the pale for people, and I can't get into that headspace. Yeah, that's exactly where I am with it, too, where it's just like, I'm not advocating flag burning, but at the end of the day... <laughs> or stomping. Or stomping, but it... it yeah, yeah. And I, have, and I have no problem, you know, treat it with respect and all that kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, like, it's it's... It's not worth dying over, and it's not worth, like, you know, if someone harming a flag doesn't harm the thing it represents. Like, it doesn't yeah. actually fundamentally alter anything. And that's, I just have my, a hard time wrapping my head around people that get all worked up over that kind of stuff. Some flags ought to be harmed. Ooh. In much, in much, the, <laughs> in much the same way that David and I have a standing agreement in which if we're ever in a uh, combat zone together and one of us dies, the other does not need to risk his life to bring our body home. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Just, of course just I'm not going to carry a dead body out nope. of Nope. David has full, no. he has full, yeah. full lead <laughs> to just go on and get on with his life. Yeah, wow, yeah. You, you guys have talked about this. <laughs> well, because you see, well, you even hear stories about like, oh, f- like fallen soldiers and soldiers going back in to get their bodies out and stuff. And I'm like, if they're dead, like, they're dead. I don't want I'm... anyone to die for my dead body. Yeah. Just leave my skeleton in a cool pose like yeah. it was Jaying always. <laughs> the worst that happens is I can haunt my enemies because yeah, I'm right. in there. You know? Nah. Yeah, sign me up for that too, guys. <laughs> Any other thoughts on it beyond that? I mean, I I was not very offended. I know it's bad to stomp on a flag, but only a little. And you know, there's that gif of the guy ripping up the Nazi flag from The Sound of Music. Like, um, yeah. some flags do stand for oh, things sure. that have to yeah, be taken Nazi out. Flag. Yeah, 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 that one. That one. There's some other ones that are like that. Any fascism. It's a big mm-hmm. hard note for me. A piss, yeah. burn, whatever, and yeah. Which, to be fair, is not the Puerto Rican flag. No, yeah. no, Puerto Ricans are great. They're U.S. citizens. Yeah. They deserve um, aid from the yeah. United <laughs> and, States. And again, yeah, that's a whole maybe. issue. And again, it we haven't it goes both it. ways too. Like the guy from Sound of Music ripping up the Nazi flag. Like Nazism is bad. Tear up that flag. But it isn't like a Nazi died when he ripped up that flag. Like it had yeah. no fundamental <laughs> physical change wrought by that act so it's yeah all the nazis died later a, when they were it's defeated it's a symbol and, and it's a symbolic act and 
That is what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. That being said, I mean, being if I was in like the writer's room of Seinfeld, maybe you think better of it just because of the sensitive nature. Like, I don't know if it was worth it, the joke or anything. And Not yeah. the second to last episode. No one's going in for a second draft. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so my hot take is that uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot. Better be smoldering, no. right? This well, is a smoldering like, take. I feel like if people are mad, then you should always just hear them out and yeah. respect their feelings. So yes. I don't yes. blame any Puerto Rican or Puerto Rican American uh, for being mad at this. And also, yeah. uh, like when I saw it, I, w- I wasn't like, oh shit. And I have the same feelings about flag burning as you. It's like, whatever. I don't, when people will get mad about burning the American flag, I'm like, what a waste of energy. Right. We. Like, we invite our listeners to make an, a very special episode flag and burn it. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. If you don't like us, go video. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if you could, Even we if could you sell like them us. flags to burn, like of our. At the same time, <laughs> yeah. if I consider the experience of like a Puerto Rican person, especially when yeah. it lives in the U.S. and speaks Spanish and shit and feels marginalized. And there's a show where it's like a bunch of white people are accidentally burning a flag and stomp your flag and stomping on it. <laughs> I think I could see why you'd be like, "What the fuck?" You know? Yeah, I'll tell you. And I and I one makes sense. I 100 don't begrudge, you know, the various networks that had the syndication rights to Seinfeld through the years that were just like, maybe we're just not going to show this one. Like, yeah. let's yeah. just not yeah. let's I just don't... not re-air this for the benefit of people who might be offended by it. like. I, yeah. I get it. Like, makes sense. No, no objections there. But as far as this is like part of the run of, I get why this is like the don't show it Seinfeld episode, you know. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, I didn't think it was a particularly bad episode. Well, that was the other thing too is that this wasn't like a really clever bit. Like, yeah, I'm willing to go along with something kind of subversive more if there's something really, yeah, sharp about it or an observation, yeah, or something or something challenging. But this was just kind of a lame bit anyway. It was almost like a phoned in idea. Uh Yeah, what they yeah. what they should have done if they couldn't think of any better ideas is just make it a different parade and then have them offend union workers or something. You know, something that What do you got against union workers, David? Got... Yeah, yeah David. Fuck Nothing. You. It's just, they're not as <laughs> marginal well, I guess they kinda are marginal. <laughs> they're they're being Yeah, oh you think? They're being uh, judicially legislated into extinction. You need to re-listen to Allentown. <laughs> I only brought up union workers because I think when I the last trip I took to New York, there was a parade, <laughs> and I think it was for union workers. Yep. And you were and did you hate you were mildly them? inconvenienced by the route of the parade? <laughs> I was You're like, God, let's bust these unions. Damn, let's bust these unions up so I can cross Fifth Avenue. <laughs> yeah, to your point, Carol. I I mean. I don't, yeah. I don't begrudge any Puerto Ricans who are offended by this, but I also kind of feel bad because I bet there's a lot of Puerto Ricans who wish this was all they had to worry about right now. Uh, I know, a... I know, I know. It's really dark now. Uh, what do you think Seinfeld would have done about 9-11? We missed that episode. Oh, you've never we? seen the 9-11 Seinfeld episode? <laughs> yeah, how is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we haven't even talked about this sick fucking theme. Shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, always um, a little different, isn't it? I think so. 
Oh, and then uh, <laughs> Superman always. I wonder where Superman was in this. I feel like There's... I want to just make that our new opening music to this, to our show. Is just all of us doing bass lines from that are vaguely resembling Seinfeld. Like, this is a very special episode. <laughs> We should note that Superman appears in every episode, but I don't know where he was. In this yeah, I, is that right? Does he? Probably getting burnt up in a flag yeah. or on 9 I mean, 11. I think 90% of the time it's just his Superman magnet that's on his fridge in okay. the apartment. Yeah, that's, that's not even a good trick then. Yeah, I well, did. That would have been easy too because Superman is Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they could have had him like I don't know on the bumper, like a bumper sticker. Or, yeah, I, or at the movie theater. Yeah, I I I forgot. I I remember hearing that and I forgot to look for it. Uh, so yeah, so Kramer runs away from uh, the Puerto Ricans, <laughs> and then uh, he ends up at the apartment to hide from them, and George ends up at the apartment as Art Vandelay, his oft-used alias, uh, to wash it. He wants to wash his hands because he got pen all over, or pen ink, I should say. All oh, David, why. were Jerry and and Kramer's alter egos also oft repeated, or was it just? No, I felt like Kramer has a different alter ego usually, like Doctor Von Nostrum or something like that. But I, <laughs> I thought that's what he usually goes by, which is why I was disappointed that he didn't. But Art Vandelay is always with George. Okay. I, en- I enjoyed the. I enjoyed the the. The fake feud between Jerry and Kramer's <laughs> alter egos, when she's like, "Oh, if you're interested in this apartment, I need to tell you that a wealthy European industrialist yeah. is." And Simon's just like, "Oh, it must be so and so." Pen grand, Pen, yeah, whatever it was. And then when they all show up, yeah. they all talk to each other by their <laughs> alias, as if they're all rich uh, entrepreneurs. That was awesome. <laughs> Art, Mr. Vandelay, of course. You two know each other. Mr. Pennypacker. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I wanted to uh, stop by and make sure that my shark tank fixed it. Uh, hello. Mr. Pennypacker, this is Mr. Vandelay, and you know Mr. Varnson. Uh, Varnson? Pennypacker. Uh, Vandelay. Pennypacker. Varnson. Vandelay. <laughs> that was pretty good. And again, like if we said that all the actors on the show were very, very good, they all, well, Except maybe Jerry, but he's fine. As far as the actors acting, though, it is yeah. very top tier comedy of the yeah. era. Yes. And so they're all there, but then Jerry wants to know what's happening with their European sob factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to which Kramer doesn't get what he's referring to because no one's there to guard it, I think he's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's being destroyed by angry Puerto Ricans. Yes. Oh, no, yeah. We just flash to the car. Yeah, and then. It's getting destroyed by angry Puerto Ricans. And so then we go to the final scene, which is just the car in like an outdoor stairwell. <laughs> and they don't even know how it got there. And then Elaine shows up and is covered in trash, basically. Yeah, because she's escaped from underneath the, uh, mm-hmm. the bleachers. And she's not going to get an unwind for Sunday and watch 60 Minutes. Hey, that's another. Yeah. She's been covered in garbage all night. I'm with, I'm, with, uh, I'm with George on the ballpark food. I'm with Elaine on the unwinding on a Sunday night thing, too. Yeah. yeah. You need to get those, uh, that 60 Minutes. Yeah, not thing. so much the specifically 60 Minutes, mm-hmm. but just like I hate it when like things get scheduled on a Sunday night. And I'm like, 
I need a couple hours to just like chill out and unwind before the the week starts back up again. Right. They all walk away, but there's a laser pointer on George's back. I just got a uh, a report from the the crack research team. Yeah, I got a beep 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 beep. beep. Um, so I was look. I wanted to know if the guy in the car's name in the credits was whatever. The, you know, they just call him Red whatever. Yeah, type of car it is. Red Golf. And I was yeah, I was curious if that was going to be his name in the credits. But his name in the credits is uh, Lamar. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> that's that's not all. And also, he's in Pootie Tang. <laughs> he's also in the B movie. He is. Pootie uh, Tang was oh, written by okay. Louis C.K., who has joined Seinfeld as being a once heralded comedian who is now much more problematic. <laughs> much less oh, heralded. <laughs> We can't, we can't like Pootie Tang anymore. That's hard. Did, bruh, you can like it. You just have to understand the creator put his dick on, ladies. That's not great. <laughs> well, and I always wondered about that part in Pootie Tang where he jerks off at someone when they're like, stop it. Right? Yep. <laughs> so now I know. There you go. But I recognized him from Pootie Tang. I couldn't tell what I recognized him for. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've never seen Pootie Tang. So oh I'm... my what? god! <laughs> yeah, I mean now David has strange holes. Yeah, no, I, no. I haven't seen it either. David and I. Sh- oh boy! <laughs> Next week we're watching. Yeah. David, David and I share yeah. that hole. That's a hole that David and I have together. Well, I'm gonna you fill that hole. A lot of holes. Yeah. I'm gonna fill both your holes on the same night. <laughs> we're gonna watch yeah. Pootie Tang. Reminds me of election night. <laughs> yeah. Can't go through that again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, so, Austin. Yo! You learn anything? <laughs> what do you think of this episode? Did you like it? Are you going to watch Seinfeld now? Uh, yeah, I liked it fine. No, I'm probably not going to watch any Seinfeld. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was fine. Like, I think Jerry was probably the only one that did do something that made me laugh. Um, you know, but Elaine was great, and I chuckled at a few of, of uh, George's things, and um, Kramer was Kramer, but, um, you know, certainly I'm not like, oh, this, this, this clearly shows how this was the greatest sitcom of all time, but I know that it also wasn't the greatest episode of Seinfeld of all time, so mm. I wasn't really expecting that. It was fine. Uh, Ryan? Yeah, it's just like a pretty average episode. I yeah. get why it got in trouble, and, uh, you know, that's fair. I guess yeah. uh, the lesson is don't stomp the Puerto Rican flag <laughs> and or burn probably it. any culture's flag. Yeah, maybe just stay, yeah. stay away from desecrating cultural symbols in general. Seems well, like that's a... part of what I was thinking about too, though, is like uh, the specific context of it too. Like if there was a Canadian show and they stomped a flag as a misunderstanding, I don't think I would care. But maybe if like Russia did it, I would feel weird if I saw yeah. it, or like North yeah. Korea or something. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you got to consider a few factors, which is why I yeah. felt for the plight of the Puerto Rican people. Like it seems like Americans really look down on them anyway, and then there's like here's a bunch of fucking up uh, uh, fancy white people stomping on your flag, you know? 
<laughs> Speaking of fancy what? white people. <laughs> yeah. What? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing. What happened? Did something happen that you didn't wasn't aware of? No. <laughs> Certainly nobody naked just ran through us. Like he came, he came, he came running in, and I was like, "Oh, hey, there's Aaron. It doesn't look like he's wearing a shirt." And then, like, Carol starts reacting to it, and I'm like, "Ah, uh, he wasn't wearing anything at all." And then he goes, and then he goes running out, and I'm like, "Nope, not wearing anything at all." Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good cameo yeah. for a podcast. Stuff. Stuff. I thought I thought I was just really funny, yeah, <laughs> or that we were having an evil laugh about I don't know Puerto Rico. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh. a naked man can bring levity to many situations. <laughs> this is true. We <laughs> also like some nudity in the background of there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought this episode was perfectly cromulent. It might be the most fine of all the bad shows that we watched. Yeah, probably, it uh, probably was in, in all told, like, the best of the four. And I did like going to the Jersey-New York route, because I did mine, too, on a New York racial issue, yeah. so that was nice. Uh, all the actors yeah, are good. Celebration days, actually. Yeah, we both yeah, did uh, uh-huh. true. Jersey celebration. Oh. We kept the special in it, which sometimes I don't do, so you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know what talking about. Money. That Perfect Strangers Chandelier episode was totally special, too. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Austin. That was, it was really special. I had a ball. I had a ball in a chandelier. Um, the episode was good. I do think the most special part <laughs> was uh, when Michael Richards said the N-word 100 times. <laughs> yeah. That didn't actually happen in this episode. But, <laughs> but it does add nuance. And the second most special part was uh, the nudity of my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have much to add. This was very much later when the show's winding down. Yeah. And I, but I understand why people got offended. Like I, we we've said our piece on that, but yeah, I, but I get why sure. you would be offended too. And like we said, it's probably best just not to do that. It's not yeah, worth it. you think? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's probably best. <laughs> hot take time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I I did like in I watched it and I laughed a few times and then I feel like I laughed even more as we discussed it, which seems like a very Seinfeld thing where like when you discuss an episode with people, you just find it even funnier for some reason. Yeah. Or maybe that's just me. It was really cute seeing you guys laugh so sincerely several times. <laughs> oh, I don't remember the last time we watched a show that people enjoyed. I know, we always watch shitty shows. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I think it's just something like when they talk about Blimp the movie, you kind of find it funny, but then when you actually say it to somebody else... Yeah, no, you're totally right, because like at the time, I did, I, I thought it was just kind of like a lazy joke, but then when we were talking yeah. about the show, I'm like, no, that is kind of funny. Blimp. Yeah. <laughs> the Hindenburg story. Yeah. Just that, and it's supposed to be taken seriously. Now I'm explaining the joke. Oh, very good on that. Uh, yeah, so I think it wasn't one of the greatest Seinfeld episodes, but I still laughed at some of the jokes and uh but i also get why you don't want to air it mm. yeah yeah stay away from burning cultural symbols i guess is the lesson yeah or do uh, it right before your show's ending anyway and then yeah exactly i guess they dodged the, the bullet there and bomb just drop as many <laughs> as you can carry well and i guess to me one of the rules about shit like that is like punch up yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Definitely. like, the United States doesn't, we're a global superpower. We don't really get to burn any flags for that reason. Yeah. And I guess you have to also look at it. You wonder, like, if the writers would have thought, like, how would this fly if it was an American flag? Yeah. And then, like, why would that be different than just because it's Puerto Rican? But I guess they didn't really think it through. American uh, flags fly high because freedom, David. Freedom, America. These Mark. colors don't run. <laughs> uh, Ryan. Yeah. Where can people find you online? I have a website. It's ohyesverynice.com. It's just artwork and stuff like that. And oh yes, very nice. O h y e s, very nice is my internet thing. Mm. It's my thing on the internet. It's your thing. So, as opposed to the other thing we saw on the internet. <laughs> the <other> thing, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for me on the internet, just look at Aaron's people. <laughs> Aaron's exposed genitalia. Um, oh, that's where our Wi-Fi comes from. It is. Right, just the tip. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Austin. Yo. Can people find you online anyway? Uh, yeah, you can You can find me on Twitter, though. After this episode, I feel like the only people that are going to want to find me on Twitter are the people that I don't want finding me on Twitter because yeah. they're just going to yell at me. But if you want to come yell at me on Twitter, it's at, <laughs> at Austin Gordon, and you can read my writing at the uh, realgentlemanofleisure.com. Have any of us ever gotten yelled at on Twitter for this show? Uh, I think just Facebook. Not Twitter, just yeah. Facebook. Yeah, we've gotten some Facebook. And like an email or two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. We're, we're so. <laughs> if you want to break our skill, <laughs> us on Twitter, or just do it to make us feel like we're we're reaching people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just give us a light harassment. <laughs> uh, Carolyn. <clears throat> uh, you can find me on Twitter, not getting harassed. Fingers crossed. At Carolyn Maine, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. Uh, uh, you can find my Facebook and Carolyn Maine on Facebook. And I have a card game, Pitch Please, which is awesome on Facebook and also does live shows in Portland monthly. Check that out. And you can buy the cards at www.pitchplease.fun. And it's a sister podcast of this one where I host comedians. So check that out on the River City Podcast Federation and iTunes. Yeah, you're supposed to have us on your show. I know. Let's like uh, commit to that when everyone's <laughs> less hot. You're the one that rescheduled. I gave it away. <laughs> gave it. I'm noble and brave. <laughs> That's true. You are both of those things. Thank you. And you can find my incredibly sharp laser pointer <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> At Dr. Biz. <laughs> 
Come find our booth at Laser Pointer Fest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll do eye surgery. Yeah, and at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Uh, we are a very special episode podcast. You can rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Rate us as highly as the people in the movie theater would have rated the laser <laughs> pointer guy. The lady said, I'm just so happy we saw this showing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool laser what guy. What they living in? Yeah, I want to watch a movie with laser pointer guy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at AVSEPod. That's where you can harass us, too. And then you can uh, check out our Facebook page, where we've already been harassed. And uh, you can email us at AVSEPodcast at gmail.com. So, for a very special episode podcast, this is David hoping to never go blind because the blind are courageous. <laughs> Yay. Yay. That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode City Podcast Federation. On a separate topic, but related, uh, it's probably more for Ryan and Carolyn. Did, have you ever played the Senpai? Um, what is it? So I could send you the link to it. It's like a web-based game huh. that's a cross between like an anime visual novel and Seinfeld. No, I have not played this, but I can kind of understand what you're talking about. And it's now. it's so good. Huh. It, like especially okay. if you're a Seinfeld fan, sure. It's, it's just hilarious. Like the way they get the beats down and everything with this it. It's very adaptable formula for yeah. story work. They get the beats down like yeah exactly. well that's there too and it's a big glory too. Yeah do they use like um anime drawings or like character still? Yeah yeah uh, both. Okay great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hard to explain without experiencing it Yeah, because it's a cross between Seinfeld and anime and it's Hilarious, and, and it and was made exactly crazy. for you from Jesus Christ. Yeah, Calvary. I guess <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> and it's a quick. It's like it, yeah, it's like twenty minutes to play the entire thing because it's. I think it was just somebody's fan project more than anything else. Get ready for big money and big prizes on Stand Up and Win. And now it's time to bring out our host, make him feel welcome, Bobby Wheat. Hey, how's everybody going? Welcome to Stand Up and Win, where stand-ups compete for big money. 
Contestants, thanks for making it. Are you ready to play? Yes, I'm loving it. Okay, hands on, hands on buzzers. Here's our opening question. What's the deal with airplane food? Billy. I know. Could this stuff taste any worse? It's like thanks, but no thanks. I'm still stuffed from that huge bag of smoked almonds. That's correct, Billy. That's worth a hundred bucks. And control of our board. Okay, let's take a look at our categories. They are airplanes, breakfast cereals, commercials, chicken McNuggets, 7-Eleven employees, and Gilligan's Island. Okay, Billy, what'll it be? Let's stay with airplanes for 100. Okay, here's the question. And what's with that beef stroganoff they serve you? I know, it's looking at you like, come on, I dare you. Beef stroganoff, isn't that getting a little loose with the language? And the guy next to me, he likes it. He can't get enough of it. I'm looking for a dog to slip it to. This guy's asking for thirds. That's right, Billy. And you're on a roll. Let's keep going with airplanes for 200. Airplanes for 200. And what is the deal with the black box? Tommy. It's the only thing that survives the crash. Why don't they build the whole plane out of the black box? I mean, that's right. Let's try breakfast cereals, Bobby. For a hundred. What is the deal with Count Chocula? I mean, are we supposed to be afraid of this guy? Keep going. Let's go to commercials for 100. For 100. Have you seen this one for the clapper? I mean, have you seen this? I'm thinking, is that the same old lady who says, I've fallen and I can't get up? <laughs> who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? <laughs> Sorry, the correct answer is clap on, clap off. I'm watching TV every time someone gets a round of applause, my garage door goes up and down. <laughs> Clap on, clap off. I'm watching TV. Every time someone gets a round of applause, my garage door goes up and down. Okay. Let's take a break and meet our contestants. Tommy Shelton, you've been on Evening at the Improv 600 times. Thanks, Bobby. It's great to be here. Tommy, what is the deal with these microphones? I know. Look how small it is. What am I, Andre the Giant? I know. Okay, here's Barry Rice. Barry, what gives with the hair? I know what you're thinking. Somebody went to Supercuts and fell asleep in the chair. Okay, and here's Billy Travis. Billy, you're appearing at the Laugh Shack. Hey, I can't follow that. Okay, back to the game. <laughs> Billy, you still have control. Okay, let's do Chicken McNuggets for 100. Chicken McNuggets for 100. Could somebody explain these things? <laughs> who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? <laughs> what I want to know is, what part of the chicken does the McNugget come from? That is right. 
We would have also accepted if it comes from where I think it does, I don't want to make it. Let's try 7-Eleven employees for a hundred. For a hundred. Who are these people? Could somebody fill me in because I'd like to know. That's right. Let's keep going for 200. For 200, okay. And how about this beef jerky? What kind of mystery meat is this? It's kind of saying, am I beef, am I jerky, am I jerky, am I beef? Just what am I? It's kind of saying, do you chew me? Am I a cigar? Am I an actual food product? Who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? Sorry. The correct answer is... Forget beef jerky. What about these big gulps? Could we possibly need this much Mountain Dew? <laughs> Billy, you still have control of the board. Back to cereals for 200. Cereals for 200? Grape nuts. You open it up, no grapes, no nuts. What's the deal? I think it's just an expression. Oh, that's correct. Okay, um, give me Gilligan's Island, Bobby. Gilligan's Island for a hundred. A three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. I know. Why do they have all those clothes? And what's the deal with the professor? He can make a radio out of a coconut, but he can't fix a hole in the damn boat. I mean. And the Skipper and Gilligan, what is the deal there? Why don't they date Marianne? I'm starting to wonder about that little bunny stuff. Okay, okay. That's plenty. Well, it's time now for final stand-up and win. And the final category is... Oprah. And the final question is... Oprah, what is with her? Okay, while you're thinking it over... Larry, tell us what our winner gets. He'll get a year's supply of those things that are at the end of your shoelaces. What do you call those things? They don't have a name. Okay, we're back. Once again, the final question is, Oprah, what is with her? And let's see what our players wrote. First, Tommy, I know what gives with this woman. Is she hurting for guests or what? I mean, how many times do I need to see necrophiliac lesbians who've been abused by Elvis impersonators? I mean, please, somebody help me out. No, I'm sorry. That is wrong. Okay, let's see what you've got here. What is the deal with Oprah? And the answer you have is, who are the ad wizards who came up with that one? Sorry, Barry, that is not right. Hmm. Okay, Billy, it is your chance to win or lose. The question, Oprah, what is with her? Your answer is, she's fat, she's thin, she's fat, she's thin. I mean, come on, pick a body and go with it. That is right. You are Glenn Price with the Congratulations. I mean, what is with Oprah? I really want to know. Well, we'll talk about it later, but we're out of time. Thank you for coming to Stand Up and Win. My name is Bobby Wee. Thanks. You've been great. Hey, that was really good. That's a nice